views and opinions of the hosts are those of the hosts and not of the companies they are affiliated with. No inside information is known, and if there is, they will not be revealed. Occasional bad language may be used. Hello, everybody. So, uh... Hello. Your, your studio looks a little different. Uh, yes, it is. It's kind of the reason why we haven't done an episode in a while. Uh, we just moved. Um, I'm actually your neighbor now. Yeah. We, uh, we, are, we are neighbors. We were at Taco Bell at the same time, although I didn't see you. Did you see me? Uh, no, I did not. Oh. I, I mean, I think I was there just a, a, a tad before you. Yes. I was um, on my way to Taco Bell when you sent me that text about the uh, the the taco burrito no longer. A that's thing. that's the saddest thing. I that was a great burrito because it was super cheap and it was very filling. It was a, it was definitely a good addition. That's the thing about Taco Bell is if you like something on their menu that's like a new thing, you need to order it and order it often because that's yeah. how the crunch wrap stayed around and the the grillers stayed around. However, most things did not stay around. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, um, now that the studio is set up, um, we can record again. Um, and you approached me today with an idea of a, well, we had been discussing doing smaller episodes in the past, uh, kind of like filler, like spackle episodes Mm -hmm. to our episode bricks. So we wanted to try something. So we're going to do a little bit of a shorter episode just because we have, um, we're kind of on a limited time tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and something recently had happened in the news. Well, I mean, it wasn't too recent. It was, it was, uh, what, almost two weeks ago? Yeah. Two and a half ago. Beginning of May. <clears throat> yeah. So the beginning of May, um, Cedar Fair had their Q1 earnings call. Um, and okay. Yeah. Easter was late. Yep. That's, that's happened to everybody. Um, cool. Sports park. Um, they seem to be doing off to a great start. California got lots of rain. Heading more. Uh, California got lots of rain. Uh, seasonal pass revenue is up. Cool. Um, new websites by the end of the month. Cool. Um, great, great stuff. But there is a statement in the middle, a quote in the middle of this um, little article that we're reading on News Plus Notes. Um, great, great news site. Um, and you also get notes, not only news, but you also get notes. Yeah, you get you, you get Mike's, um, you know, kind of his opinion on mm-hmm. it, too. So I'm going to read just this one bullet point, um, and I think we're going to kind of just discuss it because it does, it's it's kind of what we're doing. Yeah, I was going to say, they pretty much gave us a topic to talk about. Exactly. And, you know, and if you like this kind of topic idea... Um, maybe we'll do more little episodes like this. But anyway, so this bullet point says, here's some exciting coaster news. Construction has already started on, quote, multiple high-impact attractions for the 2018 season. Cedar Cedar Fair's CEO said that they are building a, quote, completely new type of coaster, a dramatic transformation of two of our historical wooden coasters, and a renewed relationship with a manufacturer who we have worked with in recent years, recent history, that will add another coaster and deepen our pool of ride manufacturers, unquote. Then, so, that's the quote. We obviously know what the two 
dynamic transformations are. Um, we've got Mean Streak up at Cedar Point, and we've got Hurler down at King's Dominion. Um, so that leaves two. And I think that's what this episode is going to be about. It does leave two. Uh, I could also see them being dicks and interpret that as leaving one, but... I could, but it does sound like four. Uh-huh. Um, I, I agree. I, I think it I think it is four. I, I think we're going to get four coasters, which two of them, it, we already know what they are, which is great. I'm excited for both of them, especially because I just came from King's Dominion. And holy crap, they have essentially eliminated everything except for the lift hill and the station and a little bit of the drop on hurler everything else is gone all the way down to the concrete foundation which is which is crazy um and i get what the the haunt building the haunted house is still standing i believe as well i i know very little about king's dominion haunt well i think they had they had one of their haunted houses in the infield Um. of that ride so uh, well, it's I guess it's yet to be seen, um, but I think I think what's really kind of crazy is you know Cedar Fair has been kind of playing it safe the past couple of years, pretty much adding one major new attraction every year, and then you know basically padding the rest of their portfolio with smaller items. If this is read correctly, this is four new coasters in one year, um, with at least two of them being major. Um, transformations. You've got a coaster unlike any other coaster, completely new type of coaster. And then, I mean, I mean, this one they've worked with his, in recent history. It could be a small one, so could this new type of coaster. They could be smaller and cheaper rides. But I mean, a new type of coaster kind of sounds like a prototype to me, which doesn't sound cheap. Yeah, I mean, your prototype is always cheaper than your proven technology. At the same time, though, so take something like Accelerator. Accelerator was much cheaper than the further Intamin rockets, in theory. Mm-hmm. It was a proof of concept. Same thing with New Texas Giant. New Texas Giant is a much longer ride, and I understand it was cheaper than once they have proven their, their concept. Now they can charge more. Yeah. So I, I guess this comes down to what would a new type of ride be? So, like, SNS has their new family coaster going into Dutch Wonderland. Is Would that be considered a new type of coaster? I know that's going to Wonderland, so we, we can eliminate that it's not that coaster. But would that fit into this definition? I mean, when I when I read completely new type of coaster, I, it, it says to me that it is a, it is a roller coaster that has never been seen or heard of before mm-hmm. it um i don't know if that means oh this is a brand new type of coaster um you know this one park over here just installed one there's another one that has announced it and so we're hopping on this new coaster bandwagon i don't know if that's what it means or if it literally means this is the first of its kind yeah but so i yeah it, it it does leave lots of questions. And then my, I guess my other question would be, how much of a difference does it need to be in order for it to be a new type of coaster? Like, you could argue when RMC built um, 
New Texas Giant, that was a new type of coaster. Then RMC went and did Outlaw Run, and that was a new type of coaster for them there, too. Uh, when B&M built the flying coaster, that was a new type. When they went with a wing coaster, that was a new type. Uh, so it's just, it, it, it's, I'm curious if it, I, I don't, I, I'm failing I mean, to express. It's, it's the same, it's the same thing with like, um, a Vacoma Looper is a different type of ride from a Vacoma Boomerang. They use the exact same trains, the same track style. It's just a different experience, a different layout. Um, I think that's maybe what you were trying to say. No, 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 no. So like, say like a company already makes it. So B&M got the, the wing coaster idea because Intamin had the wing coaster thing yes, first okay. and Vacoma okay, had the flying thing first. No. Um, if a new manufacturer comes out with a concept that already exists, is that count as a new type of coaster? So if, if all of a sudden a, a B&M, a uh, fourth dimension roller coaster is are they considering that a new type of coaster that is that is my next that is where we're going with this hmm so okay um well let's let's talk about let's talk about this one a little bit first before we go into this uh re- renewed relationship with mm-hmm. the manufacturer um New type of coaster, the thing that immediately pops into my mind is Raptor. Yes. Um, and I, I, it might only be because that's really the only kind of new one that is actually being talked about. Um, they do just have that. Um, isn't there that Raptor test track in Utah right now? Yes. So, I mean, we know this is a proof of concept that they are working on. Uh, no one has that. As far as we know, no one has bought one. Is this is really the only thing that the public knows about is new, mm-hmm. um, or is this something that you know when we go to IAPA this year? Is this going to be something that is just revealed and Cedar, you know, Cedar Fair, you know, Matt, we met standing there next to them, whatever manufacturer this is, and it just blows the pants off everybody i think we're definitely going to see a big cedar fair presence at iapa next year yeah um and i wonder if it's all going to be at that rmc booth and i I, obviously if you build three rmcs it's cheaper than uh building two which is cheaper than building one you get that bundle deal and you save some money a little bit so Obviously, that is definitely a complete possibility that Raptor Track can be there. I will say my only – there's a couple of negatives about it. One is capacity, which I don't think really matters since Knott's doesn't really need capacity most of the time. Uh, they're usually a one-train operation on many of their coasters. They've got very inefficient rides and in things like Voyage to the Iron Reef and West Coaster or, or Coast Rider – and Pony Express, and it's, they've the only the only what like um, people eater that they really have is Silver Bullet. It's Silver Bullet and, and Ghost Rider would too if Ghost Rider <laughs> was running a, a full uh, full capacity with all of its ride vehicles. So would RMC Raptor would they be shorter trains and um, multiple units, or would they be 
longer trains and fewer units. So it, it's got a couple different styles. You can get the one train, two trains, three trains model. But you sit wizard style where you're like one in front of the other, which is interesting. Um, I mean, we never got any T-Rex either. I mean, mm. T- I guess T-Rex would be the other um, proof of concept of theirs. Yes. Which, if RMC hadn't tweeted the picture of their Raptor track, none of us would even be talking about it. It just so happens it, it happened right around the same time as the Cedar Fair conference call. Yeah. But let's also not forget Cedar Fair trademarked the ledge, a new ride name. And this was a Cedar Fair thing and not a Cedar Point. Because typically Cedar Fair is trademarked um, separately from Cedar Fair itself. Which is really weird. It is. Um, I can understand a little more because they're going to have more of a merchandise presence at Mm -hmm. a Cedar Point than they will at, you know, a Cedar Fair Park. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it it is interesting. Um, so you've got the ledge is trademarked as a ride name. Yes, and it, 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 it clearly said an attraction. Mm-hmm. Which which to me really screams like dive coaster style. It does. Um, it really it really does. Um, and looking at that plot of land that is being opened up mm-hmm. in um, Knott's Berry Farm. I mean, it makes... You could fit, you know, a nice little uh, B&M or maybe another manufacturer's um, vertical drop coaster. So that's kind of where I was thinking about my other insanity here. And and this is one of those things that I, 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 I would put in the category of unlikely, but the more I think about it, the more I could I could push this logic. Um, what about a B&M Eurofighter style ride where instead of going 90, you're going beyond 90 in the first time B&M has gone that, that to me would fit the definition of a never before kind of coaster. That, that, that definitely would. Um, I could see it. Um, I mean, they are pushing their comfort zone a little more. Mm-hmm. I never see them getting the 200 foot tall dive coaster. I don't think that's four knots. I don't think that's a knots thing. So it makes sense that they get one of the smaller ones, but then they got to do something a little different, which is where I see the 95 degree, 97 degree drop. Hmm. Just put- I, I mean, I- Go ahead. I was going to say, just put that on like the back burner as a as an idea other than Crafter Track. Okay. But that is assuming that Knotts is getting this coaster, which I think you and I are both under the impression Knotts is getting this one. Where do you think the other one's going? Um, the renewed relationship roller coaster. Yeah. Um, or, or I mean, Knotts could get the renewed relationship one too. I just think Knotts is getting one because they've already started the land clearing and all of that kind of thing. Okay, so we've got it. We, you know, we'll can't we immediately cancel out Cedar Point. Uh, cancel out Kane's Dominion. Uh-huh. I think it's safe to cancel out Carowinds. 
mm-hmm. um, just because they've gotten so much in the past few years. Um, we can cancel out Kings Island, mm-hmm. I think. Um, which, and I don't. I'm going to say no to to Great America. Um, I think they've got a, a bigger plan, um, and I don't think it is starting yet. Um, <clears throat> I don't think it's going to be Michigan's Adventure. Uh, just they're so small, and they don't really need um, something in this category um, as of right now. Um, my mind immediately is actually heading towards Dorney. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorney is the park I'm thinking of because they haven't added a new, a quote-unquote new attraction in quite some time. Um, they've been kind of just filling in with stuff that the other parks um, haven't needed or don't need anymore. And they've been kind of building up their infrastructure. So I think, I think this might be a chance for... Um, Dorney Park to add a larger attraction or a, you know, it doesn't even have to be a larger attraction. It just has to be a renewed relationship um, because it doesn't say anywhere on here that it's a major attraction. They just said uh, multiple high impact attractions. Um, That's it. Uh, Maybe this is a way for them to, you know, get that traffic from, you know, New York, from Jersey, from you know, the rest of Pennsylvania from um, D.C., Baltimore. You know, you've got a, it's a, there's a lot of major metropolitan areas over there that Dorney, I don't think, attracts. No. Um, I don't think they do much either. And I, I think, I mean, uh, look, look back at the 90s, uh, well, like the late 90s, early thousands when <clears throat> When every time you watch the Discovery Channel um, show on roller coasters, Steel Force was always on there. And Steel Force was always one of the top-ranked steel coasters in the world. Nobody talks about it anymore. That's because it's not a top-ranking steel coaster. It's not, but nobody... and But that ride, probably that ride alone, put that park on the map. And I want, you know, I bet their attendance skyrocketed after they built that ride. Um, there was still a Six Flags right there. There was still, you know, another Six Flags over there. There was Six Flags in New England. Like, well, it wasn't Six Flags at the time, but <clears throat> those parks all still existed. No new parks have popped up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you put in a new big attraction, it's going to draw people as long as it's advertised properly. Yeah. So I guess uh, I I could see Dorney getting one. I actually think it's California's Great America. You do? I am pretty damn convinced it's California's Great America. And it's their intimate impulse coaster. Do you think it's a relocated or a... um... Well, now, so here's the thing. It could be... I only asked that because we discussed this a little bit earlier. It 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 could be a relocation. Uh, there are two in the chain. There's the one at Dorney Park and the one at Cedar Point. Is, and, isn't and, there a third? Mm, isn't there the Valley Fair one? Oh, yeah, there's the Valley Fair one, too. God, I forgot about it. I'm going there next week. <laughs> in, in four days. 
<laughs> Surprise credit. Well, if it's not there, you can um, you can tell me that it's not there anymore. Yes. So uh, obviously, there's there's a couple in the chain, and so yep. I could see them building a new one, but I could also see them relocating any of them. You relocate the one at Dorney. You open up this bottom part of the parking lot for your big attraction right there. Because mm-hmm. uh, you have that way that way into the park and your attraction that goes along with it. Uh, same kind of concept with Cedar Point where if you took out the stadium and you took out Wicked Twister, you've got that whole beachfront property there next to Gatekeeper that, uh, that could build an attraction that people care about, unlike Wicked Twister. The only time people care about Wicked Twister is when it's pouring rain or awfully windy and it's the only coaster operating in the park. Yeah. Um, which that is its giant benefit is it runs in all kinds of weather conditions because what's the case, what's the worst case scenario if it rolls back, it's just going to launch again. Well, I mean, it rolls back every launch. Yeah. Uh, so, and then I don't know a whole lot about Valley fair, but I believe it's in a weird uh, spot. There's is, if I, re- if I remember right, it's been a couple years since I have been there. Um, but if I recall, Valley Fairs is actually, it's in a weird spot, yes. It's on the, it's behind the turnaround of uh, Wild Thing. Mm-hmm. And I know they don't, I, I know they've done some work into that area there, but it's it's literally a parking lot coaster. Mm-hmm. Well, it's where Challenge Park used to be, if I remember correctly. Um, Yes. I mean, parts of the Challenge Park is still, uh, well, according to this aerial map, Challenge Park is still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's the Route 66 or whatever they called it that took over that land, I believe. Uh-huh. It, it, it really wouldn't open up too much room at Valley Fair. It would open up a nice chunk at Dorney and it would open up prime real estate um, just like Shoreline Real Estate at Cedar Point. Yeah, so they also ha- can't be that expensive because there's not a whole lot to them. They're probably more expensive to run than they are to actually build. Yeah, just the electricity. Mm-hmm. But I could see California's Great America actually getting one of those. And... From what we understand, the fine folks of Intamin were checking out Wicked Twister a little yep. bit more um, intensely than normal yesterday. I think uh, we kind of was teased that by the one and only John McClure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, the only thing that kind of makes me not think of an impulse at Great America is that there is another one. In town, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, because Discovery Kingdom has their very bizarre vertical velocity. Uh-huh. Um, I don't... That just seems kind of like a weird move. Um, yeah. Okay. That's the only thing that's kind of making me not think that. Um... So what would you say the renewed partnership would be then? Well, it's not B&M. 
Because they have a very healthy relationship. It's got to be intimate. Because if it wasn't intimate, they wouldn't fucking have said shit. Uh, That's kind of the way I interpreted it. Intamin seems to be the the big manufacturer that they kind of had a falling out with. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess the only other like uh, manufacturer I can think of that kind of just dropped off the face of the earth with Cedar Fair would be S and S. After the Vertigo Tower fell at Cedar Point, and they were given the two S and S swings at a a very discounted rate. You you haven't seen SNS. Well, you haven't really seen SNS do much in the United States. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I don't really consider Cedar Fair having a relationship with Premier ever. Uh, the Paramount Parks did, but Cedar Fair didn't. Yes. So I don't see. I don't see a Premier. Um, Arrow doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, the closest thing to Arrow now would be SNS, SNS, or RMC, just because of yeah, Tom Shoki, mm-hmm. um, Alan Shoki, Alan. Sorry, it's been a long day. I mm-hmm. opened and closed at work today. Um, yeah. So I, it's it's got to be Intamin. Intamin's the one that makes the most sense uh, because you're not going to get a rise out of people if you mention it, and it ends up being SNS. You know, SNS would be fine, uh, but I'm I'm trying to think like anything else. Really, I don't think would get that kind of reaction. I'm trying to think of like coasters that were built at the Cedar Fair parks when Cedar Fair owned them, and it's it's got to be one of the two because it was Arrow. They built SNS rides. They built Intamins. They built B and M's. And then there, there might be like a handful of like manufacturers kind of like sprinkled in there, like CCIs and stuff like yeah. that. But like the big, the big one there is uh-huh. Intamin. I mean, yeah, Intamin kind of you know took Cedar Point from a major regional park to a a world destination. I did not realize Intamin built the Magnum XL 200 in 1989. Hey, hey, excuse me, excuse me, sir. Um, the Magnum XL 200 was what took them from the tiny northern Ohio park and put them into the original map. Um, I mean, still, if you ask to this day, if I have traveled to Pennsylvania quite a few times, the you know the neighboring state for those that don't un, that aren't familiar with the continental United States, mm-hmm. the neighboring state to the east, and asked or have mentioned Cedar Point, and people go, "What is that?" At theme parks, I must add, I have asked many employees at the sweetest place on earth if they were familiar with Cedar Point, and they said, "What is that?" I mean, nobody down here knows what the fuck Cedar Point no. is. Yeah, no, nobody does except for people that have either worked at Cedar Point or they are huge coaster nerds, which there are some of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I agree with you one hundred percent. I, you know, Arrow, yes, put them hugely onto the map with the Magnum XL two hundred. It was the first shot in the coaster wars, but the thing that really made them, I think, this the place that everyone thinks of when they think of Cedar Point is the Millennium Force. So as as much as it's not my favorite ride there, nor in my top three mm-hmm. in that park, Millennium Force is their poster ride. And Intamin is the manufacturer of that ride. Okay, so say we're going Intamin. 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going Intamin. Intamin is my is my decision. Which I, I think you and I are in agreement on that one. So so we're going Intamin, and you're going Dorney Park. What are you putting into Dorney Park? Because obviously Mega Light. But but why are you putting a Mega Light there when you've got? Oh, when I've got what? When you've got your Steel Force hypercoaster there. You've you've got your floater airtime machine. Uh-huh. That's it. It's a floater. That's all they have. Uh-huh. They don't have they if you pick apart any ride at Dorney Park. Um take your take your Steel Force, take your take your Thunderbolt, take um Hydra, take Talon. Um any of these rides and you ask anyone if they are intense rides, they're not. Mm-hmm. They don't have that intense ride. People will be scared of Steel Force just because it's tall. Um, people won't. Be, people will be scared to go on Thunderbolt just because. Or Thunderbird. Yeah, I was right. Yeah, um, just because it's you know wooden. You know, mm-hmm. um, Hydra has that weird JoJo roll out of the station, and that scares people. Uh, Talon, you go. You're yeah. Oh wow, you're hanging underneath the tracks. But they don't have like that major like high intensity thrill ride and i think um i mean what what did they what did they do in that back corner um where laser once was did they do anything back there stinger is there okay stinger is there um did they do anything between stinger and the steel force station is anything gone there isn't that where dinosaurs alive is um yeah but aren't all the dinosaurs alive going to be coming out doesn't it make sense because fuck dinosaurs alive yeah it's that world best salesman uh, world's worst attraction, um, and if I recall correctly, um, your um, megalites—they don't have a big footprint. No, I don't think they do. They're a small footprint because they're a small ride. They just pack a punch. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think, um, why would okay? So the quote is multiple high impact attractions. Um, what else does Intamin have in their lineup? That I'm 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 gonna come out and say that it's not in the United States. Um, it'd be kind of pointless for um, to rebuild. I'm I'm thinking it's it's kind of silly to build to hype up this uh, renewed relationship with a manufacturer that you had uh, history with and have it be something that has already been done in the states. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's gonna be a megalite. Um, it's. It's going to be that that's what I'm thinking. That's if you were to ask anybody before the RMC craze um what uh people wanted in the United States, it was the Megalite. So, I love your argument and it reminded me of something. Okay. There's some other manufacturer that the um fine folks of Cedar Fair haven't worked with in years. Who is this? Chance oh, is Morgan. Oh yeah, it's the Chance Morgan. We who's, were just dis- we were just discussing two of their uh, two of their current attractions. Who's got the Hyper GTX? Is so? Do they have something up their sleeves um, of maybe another Hyper GTX or a larger Hyper GTX, a GTX XL? We could say, or you know, is the, is this the renewed um, relationship? Is this the new attraction? 
See, there's, there's just so much with this. I, mm-hmm. and if you if you ask me, new attractions coming from B and M, renewed relationship is intimate. It's a megalite. Um, I'm thinking. I I really do like your idea of a um, a Swiss fighter. I'm gonna call it the Swiss fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, you got you got your Swiss fighter at Knott's Berry Farm. That makes 100% sense because they're already clearing land. So something's going there. Um, and then I think a Megalite for Dorney. You know, that would be one hell of a fun road trip, hitting uh, King's Dominion for their new coaster. Obviously stop at Bush Gardens Williamsburg because oh, Bush Gardens obviously. Williamsburg is awesome. Plus Platinum Pass holders. Yeah, we are. Woohoo! <clears throat> and then hit the Dorney Park for the Megalite. Yeah, I haven't been to Dorney Park in years. 2010, I will say, was the last time I was at Dorney Park. Um, I'm going to go back and say 2000 and 2006. Uh, uh, I it's might have been, been a, in... I might have been in 2011, now that I think about it. I'm not I positive. Went, I went in 05 and in 06. So, yes. I, 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 did, will, get, I did get my laser ride, so I'm uh-huh. happy about that. Uh, I will tell you, there was one day where I went to Cedar Point and Dorney Park in the same day. And rode Magnum and Steel Force. And you only can remember one of those rides because the other one was so boring. Yes. I love so, Magnum. Um, so to not keep this episode dragging longer into a full-length episode, um, and we can discuss more of this um, through our social medias um, and maybe a follow-up episode if we get enough feedback from this, what is, what is your... Um, your other, your two attractions that you're thinking of. You know, as much as I want to say the the Swiss Fighter, I really feel like it's going to be Craptor Track at Knott's Berry Farm. RMC Raptor. I think that's what we're getting at Knott's. And I'm telling you, I'm I'm going Impulse, California's Great America. Okay, so you're doing completely West Coast. Uh huh. Well, because okay. you got Cedar Point in the middle. Uh, not um, uh, King's Dominion on the East Coast, and I think I'm going West Coast for the other two. Uh, I, I don't really know the answer to this, but I feel like Knott's and California's Great America do not share clientele. However, it's, it's such a it's such a far um, it's 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 a lot further apart than I think is realized. It, it, it's what seven seven and a half hours, something like that. It, I, people don't understand how big of a state California is. They go, oh, it's just up the coast. You know, that's like driving from like New York City to Savannah. It's uh-huh. it's a big road trip. Um so so you've got that versus I think Kings Dominion and Dorney Park might be while they are not necessarily close, their day drive bubbles overlap each other. They do. Yes. Um I I I think you're I right think, with the Baltimores and the I think I think um you know, a um a King's Dominion is not attracting a um, a Bostonite. No. They're not attracting that um, that family from New Hampshire. They're they're attracting the families. I mean, but, but we could say the same thing about Carowinds and King's Dominion. Um, those parks were way too close to be in the same chain. But then at the same time, Kings Island and Cedar Fair are obviously in the same exact market. Um, so I, I don't really see that so much being an issue. I think it's a bit further out than your standard, your other, you know, huge Cedar Fair. Um, I mean, look, you even add Michigan's Adventure to that. Um, 
you know, I'm a Michigander. Uh, Michiganders, when we go on vacation, our summer vacation is Cedar Point. You know, it's I either grew Cedar up, Point or going to the lake. I grew up in Muskegon, Michigan. Like, I I went and got my season pass for like thirty bucks every year. Well, before it was owned by Cedar Fair, um, you know, I remember watching uh, Shivering Timbers getting built. Um, I used to go all the time, but we still went to Cedar Point. Like Cedar Point was still the vacation. Michigan's Adventure was just that other little park you could do um, on the West Coast. That's your little your little tiny day trip instead of your weekend trip. Mm-hmm. So everybody else in the world in the United States they take their vacation down to Florida. Michiganders go to Cedar Point. Yeah, I mean, uh... so it's back to what this whole thing means is I don't think I think your Dorney Park and your Kings Dominion, they kind of attract a different clientele, even though Kings Dominion, I think they were trying to make it a top tier park and then it fell flat of that ended up in the middle um, Mm -hmm. as the only middle park. Um, I think Dorney has a potential to be another middle tiered park for the northeast yes and i think that megalite would help which i I gotta be honest i would prefer the megalite i just think it's fanboy (laughs) wet dream right now i think it it, i I, yeah it it really really is kind of a fanboy dream Mm -hmm. um but what else would get the enthusiast's pants wet more a re you know uh a potential relocated or brand new impulse or North America's first megalite. It's true. So, yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking, and I think this episode's ran a little long. Um, we it it ended up being a lot more debatey than we anticipated because we didn't really have that much time to talk today. We also we we didn't really talk about what we were going to do ahead of time. There's no notes. This was all kind of a freestyle. I bumped uh, into you and said, "Hey, I want to do this." Yeah, and you know we. Normally, whenever we have an episode, we kind of debate a little bit. We talk about it a little bit beforehand, and then we have to stop each other and then bring it up during the episode. Or we talk for like 20 minutes before we start recording a little bit. Uh-huh. We didn't do any of that. We we said, I called you on Skype. We said, hey, hey, ready to record? Yeah, let's do this. And we did it. Mm-hmm. So um, this is completely, um, yeah, way longer than I thought it was going to end up being. I was, I was thinking like a 25-minute episode or whatever. But... Um, this while it is our shortest episode, I believe, almost is a full length episode. Yes. Um, so, I think going on. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, if you liked the shorter um, episodes, or maybe more of like kind of like these one topic um, discussions of you know predictions and the future. Of, I mean, I don't want to be like, oh, so and so built this. Did you hear about that? Yes. What's your review on it? I don't want. No, we're, we're not a news site, a news podcast. If you want a news podcast, I'm pretty sure Drew here has heard of one that he could tell you about. Coaster um, fucking uh, radio. Coaster fucking radio. <laughs> um, or you know, in the loop. That in, that one might be okay too if you really mm-hmm. feel like listening to that one. Um, but if you've got a prediction thing, you know, if you seriously, if you guys have a, like um, a topic that has been, you've been talking about, or you've, you've thought about, there really isn't so much of a medium to where you can post this unless it's on, you know, TPR or um, with your friends or on Reddit, which is not the best of uh, roller coaster communities. Like it's, it's not bad, but if 
you post a question and it's not really there, it's not, it's not there. I, I know um, you're. I know you're a big redditor. I am a big uh, redditor. I uh, I've opened the website maybe four times, and uh, never really gotten far. Well, um, yeah, I I use it. Um, I like it. Um, I find a lot of my news on there, but I don't really ever find myself having discussions because a lot of it is kind of just dumb. A lot of it's just dumb. There's a lot of dumb enthusiasts. A lot of dumb stuff going on. It's not even just enthusiasts. It's just a lot of dumb things. Mm-hmm. So if you know if you've got um, something you want you want to hear somebody um, debate about or discuss about um, that has to do with the basic idea of our show in general, um, send it to us. Um, you know, themeparkblueprints at gmail dot com um, or at Park Blueprints on uh, Twitter. That's a great place to send us these things as well. Um, we we kind of want to record um, kind of multiple of these shorter episodes maybe um stuff like this topic ideas or if we want to do um like smaller parks and do kind of like a general basis mm-hmm. um like oh hey beach bend what should we what should they do for the next few years cool let's talk about that a little bit okay that's where we're gonna go here's a 25 minute episode that we can use as a filler episode between our big park or, or realistically the tease that jason mcclure had with the intimate folder uh, could have been a topic in itself for a small little episode. I just thought it was interesting. I honestly, if it weren't for the fact that I listened to Coaster Radio on my way to work this morning and they were talking about it and I was like, I like some of your ideas. I don't like other ones of your ideas. And we kind of didn't get enough topic on it on In the Loop, which is why I wanted to talk about it. And I love your Megalite idea. I am not convinced it's coming. Uh, well, I mean, 2018 is not too far away. So um, I'm still not convinced Cedar Fair is actually building four coasters, uh, even though they said that. So I, I could see us interpreting that as, oh, interesting. I, I, I think everyone's going to interpret it as, I mean, because, you know, on News Plus Notes, it says, the part that I did not read, it says, if I read that correctly, that's four new coasters in one year. Uh-huh. So it could very easily be one of their coasters is a renewed relationship with a manufacturer who we've worked with in recent history. They're making a brand new type of coaster. Mm-hmm. That that's, that's what that could be. Um, maybe Matt, we Matt said it a little weird. And so people are taking it as uh, four coasters, but it could easily be three. And then um, your fourth coaster also very easily could be relocated boomerang. Yeah. It could, it could easily be a relocated ride. Um, it could also, um, maybe, um, you're, you know, renewing your, your, um, relationship with Vacoma and you're putting another roller skater in somewhere. Who knows? And, and I, I know, I know we got to run. So, uh, going to throw this one last thought in here. Your Intamin could be canon. Dun, dun, dun. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I know what you're talking about. That, that one that's on that was for sale or still is for sale. Maybe was no, wasn't it purchased? I, I don't the, know. The, the rumor is that it was purchased for a park in the United States. Yeah, North America. That's what yeah. the rumor is. And that's then it, Space World's got their Intamin. So I think mm-hmm. that, that could be it too. Maybe I'm not. I'm, we're not even going to talk about because it it's going to bring up another like 20 minute discussion. So we're not. We're going to end this um, this episode here. Um, maybe we'll do another small one talking about some other things in uh, relationship to this. Yeah, go ahead and tweet me at Drew the Intern on Twitter. Um, yeah, yep. you can send me a tweet at um, the Theme Park Guides, 
at um, you know at Twitter. That's a great place to get a hold of me. I I don't tweet too much, but I'm always on there. So mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah, we drink beer. Cool. You can follow that. Um, yep, you have a you have a YouTube channel. It's doing well. Um, your last video got a lot of hate. Cool. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, as I said, uh, Park Blueprints. Is our Twitter at Park Blueprints and Theme Park Blueprints at gmail.com is our email. Um, send us um, topics if you want us to continue doing these shorter ones. Um, yeah, and we're gonna um, get going. Yeah. Cool. Bye, Drew. Fuck off, bitch. Bye-bye. Oh, okay.